This is an ABC News special report. And good morning, everyone. We're interrupting programming for the breaking news from Southern California, and it is horrific. At least 12 people have been killed in a mass shooting at a nightclub in Ventura County. Yeah, this is in Thousand Oaks, California, at the Borderline Bar and Grill. There was a college country night happening when a lone gunman came in and began shooting. Among the 12 people killed, we've now learned, uh, is a Ventura County Sheriff's Sergeant, Ron Helis. Uh, he was responding to those shots fired, walked in, and within seconds was shot by this gunman. We've also learned now that the gunman is dead. Once officers made their way in, they say they found him. They're not sure yet if that was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, this is still a very active investigation right now. All of this playing out around 11.20 p.m. Pacific time when this was a college night. It was uh, a relatively young night, a popular night at the biggest bar in Ventura County. And all these young people, you see them there, emotional after this shooting, were having a good time at a country line dancing at the time when this gunman entered. Witnesses say he may have set off some smoke grenades and then just opened fire. 11 people, probably a lot of young people, were killed there inside of the bar. The sheriff's deputy and a highway patrol officer responded within three minutes. And in addition to those 12 innocent lives mm -hmm. lost, we know that uh, between 10 and 15 people at least were injured in this. Some of those gunshot wounds, people also injured trying to escape because we've been hearing from witnesses who say they had to break out the windows using chairs to try to get out of this nightclub to safety. This gunman, we're hearing from witnesses, reloaded his handgun at least once. Investigators there at the scene uh, say they've only so far recovered one handgun. It's Just unclear handgun. if there mm -hmm. were other weapons. Uh, they haven't found any at this point, but they do believe this is the act carried out by a lone gunman. Let's check in with our Kena Withwork, who just arrived on the scene within the last few moments. Kena, what are you learning? Oh, actually, we'll, we'll pause for that. Um, but we do have some people who were inside of the building when the shooting started. Here's what they had to say. <laughs> we were just dancing on the floor. We heard a couple shots. I told you know her to get down. All my friends to get down. We went in behind the, um, we stayed behind the stage. Got out. Went through the kitchen. Went through the back door. She got out. I, I went in. Got you know got some more people to get out. And just <laughs> we just tried to get out. Get behind a car. Get behind something. And then yeah, we just tried to take cover. I mean, from there, all we did was just kind of sit there and wait and just kind of play duck, I guess. And just sat there and waited until the sheriffs came out. Just hoping that we could get out and looking for all of our friends. And well, did, did you see? Did you see him at all? Um, we were dancing and I saw someone walk in, and um, then after that, I just I saw shots go I mean, off, and we just got down. I don't even. It, it was, was such a blur. It just happened. And just like little. I mean, he was shooting everything from. The speakers to anything so all we really saw was um just smoke and we just saw the shots taking off so we just tried to get down as fast as we could and get out of there and you were dancing and then you you heard the shots and you dropped to the ground yeah, yeah. so essentially we was, there was there was a line dance going on we got out there um i heard the shots and i touched we all everyone kind of just got down and started freaking out running around 
I just told her to get down, get out. Let's just move. We need to get out of here before you know anything gets happened. We don't know where he's coming from, where the shots were, anything. So that's all. I mean, that's all we just try to do is try to get ourselves out safe and then try to get everyone else safe out of, or out safe after that. What did you think those noises were when you first heard them? I knew they were yeah. gunshots. I mean, I, I'm prior military, so I knew what they sound like. Um, everyone, I think, figured had a good idea of what they were because everyone dropped to the ground pretty quickly. Um, so, I mean, as all I got, everyone just kind of trampled out of there as quick as possible. Yeah, they broke just, windows and got out of the kitchen. So you, you got, got the kitchen? Um, we got through at the back gate, yeah. to the kitchen, to the loading dock. But some, uh, I know some people went through and knocked out with the stool with, with the, through the window um, to get out that way. I know people went up to the attic above the bar. So they just try to find any type of cover in um, any ways at all. What was going through your mind when you heard that first shot? Just to get my friends out safely. Yeah. Just to get them out, I didn't, I mean, I just wanted her to get out safely. I don't really care what happens after that. Did you see what kind of weapon it was? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, all we know, I think it was a semi-automatic. Yeah. I just heard, you know, 18 to 20 rounds at a time. That's all I heard before oh, I got out. That is an insane amount of, and, you know, first of all, we, want, we all just want to thank you for coming to talk to us and telling yeah. us. The sheriff there in Ventura County calling this a tragic, tragic situation, saying multiple calls came in around 1120 mm -hmm. Pacific time. And uh, one of the sheriff's deputies, as well as California Highway Patrol, were there within moments. They were. They were nearby. Um, Kena Whitworth is with us right now. Kena, what are you learning? Hey, Kena, so uh, we just heard from the Ventura County Sheriff's Office we have a sheriff sergeant who was killed they told us that he died at the hospital about an hour ago and then they also told us that the suspect found inside dead when asked if they believe it was a self-inflicted gun wound. They said uh, it appears to be that way, but they're not confirming that at this time. Uh, we know that the sheriff's sergeant was hit multiple times. He was actually one of the first to respond. He responded with a highway patrol officer. The two of them went, went inside. He was hit multiple times, and a highway patrol officer pulled him out. Sergeant's name was Ron Hewitt. Uh, he survived by his wife and son. Wow. It was really emotional. So it was the like first time sheriff's office to talk about that. They said that he was a really hardworking man and that he died a hero. Um, they're also telling us at this point, Kenneth, they have no idea if there is a terrorism link here. They have no investigation in the beginning. But they're telling us that inside it is a horrific scene, saying that there is blood. Yeah, just an absolutely horrific scene. Yeah. And, and the sheriff who was sharing that information uh, got choked up talking about Sergeant Kela, saying he was a personal friend. It was his gym buddy. and But he said, you know, one of the reasons right now that we have to focus on the other victims, because there were so many other victims that uh, were killed and they were very, very young. Um, but Sergeant Helis was expecting to retire come next year. A 29 year veteran of 29 the 29 year veteran. It was a little difficult to hear uh, Kena there, but that the sheriff, uh, Jeffrey Dean, who spoke, said that it was a horrific, horrific scene. And he described um, his colleague, 
Ron Helis as a hard-working, dedicated man who did die a hero, which is what Kano was telling us as well, a sheriff sergeant from Moore Park. Um, there was a press conference just moments ago with Jeffrey Dean, the sheriff, who was fighting back tears. Listen. And there were multiple other victims of different levels of injury inside that were rescued from the scene and taken to local hospitals. In addition to the victims inside, and the numbers are upwards of 10 to 12, additional victims with minor injuries fled the scene on their own and took themselves to local hospitals. <clears throat> the sergeant passed away at the hospital uh, about an hour ago. I only mention it might be terrorists because that's where we all go these days when we have multiple shootings like this. There's no reason for it and we have this horrific death. I have nothing to lead me to believe or the FBI that there is any terrorism link here, but we certainly will look at that option. L losing Ron, you know, we, we go to the gym together, we work out together, is horrific and terrible and it saddens our heart, but there's also parents of those 11 other victims in there that whose hearts are, are ripped out tonight and i know there's parents wondering oh my gosh you know what was one of my children in there or was it my my sister or my brother so there, there's just no way to describe this it, it saddens us all and it it tears at our, at our hearts and emotions as it should and if we ever get to the point where it doesn't then there's something wrong with us second stand by there you have Jeffrey jeff dean speaking and you, you know he mentioned that there's something that we have not become accustomed to, but this has happened a lot. If you think about it, Pittsburgh, the synagogue shooting was only 12 days ago. Last weekend, we had a shooting at a yoga studio that killed two people and several people were shot. And now again, this has happened in America. Right there in Ventura County, Thousand Oaks, California. This is about 40 miles from Los Angeles. Uh, investigators still have not identified the gunman, mm -hmm. that is something they are working to do at this point, but we know it was just absolutely horrific and there are hundreds of people inside line dancing on the dance floor when this gunman came in. Uh, let's hear from one of the witnesses right now. I was to the front door. Um, I was talking to my stepdad and uh, I just started hearing these big pops, pop, pop, pop. There was probably three or four. I hit the ground. I look up, the security guard's dead. Or I, I don't want to say dead, but he was shot. He was down, and he's and and the gunman was throwing smoke grenades all over the place. I saw him point to the back of the cash register, and he just started kept he just kept firing. I ran out the front door. I hear chairs being thrown out the window. People were trying to get out the window, and the gunman went to the he went behind the cash register. He kept. There was probably 12 shots before I got out the front door. And uh, I go out, I come back in to see if my stepdad's okay. I hear him yelling and I ran. But the gunman, he was, he had a beard. He looked I, I, Middle Eastern or, or so. He was wearing a hat, black jacket. He, I think he had glasses on, like prescription glasses. He had a big handgun. And I mean, shots were just firing. Are you, are you okay? I'm, I, I, I was closest. The, the security guard was closest to the front door. 
cash, the two people behind the cash register were closest to the front door. I was the next person closest to the front door. I thought it was a joke when the, 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 the shots started firing. And I just, I don't, I hope, I know people there. I know, I, I just, I hope everybody's okay. I don't know how I didn't get shot. Do you come to this bar a lot? Yeah, here and there. It's a local spot. There's one of maybe three. Yeah, I mean, quite a bit. And, and you knew more people that were inside already? Yeah. Have you I, heard from anybody? You know? I, I, no, I mean, my, my, my friend that works behind the bar wasn't working tonight. But I've, from what I've been told, there's still people in there, and it's an active shooter. And, of course, it is no longer an active shooter situation. That interview from earlier, the gunman is now dead. And we want to go live now on the phone to KABC reporter Jory Rayon. Jory, I know you've been there since shortly after this shooting began, and you have been talking to some of these witnesses, getting these really emotional interviews. Uh, tell us, are there still witnesses there now? And, and share some of these stories, these horrific stories that you have been hearing there at the scene. Yeah, it looks like the last, the last group of people who are on scene are mostly, um, sadly, parents of, uh, of loved ones who they have yet to hear from. Um, and so that's just uh, the, the next kind of gut punch of this awful story is um, to, to learn who the 11 families are and um, find out what, uh, what they're now dealing with, knowing that uh, whoever went to this bar tonight is not coming home. That interview that you just ran. Uh, that was the first person we encountered here on scene, and I asked him if he was okay. And very, so clearly was not okay. His eyes uh, were as red as I've ever seen anyone's, and uh, he was clearly just in shock. He was there with his father-in-law, and at times during our interview with his father-in-law, who was breaking down, went over to console him. Uh, this was still fresh. This was within an hour of this happening, and these people were coming out and reliving their experiences. And uh, I mean, how do you how do you tell someone that just went through this that they're going to be dealing with this for so long, um, reliving this and his father-in-law having survivor's guilt of not having done more, feeling like he could have somehow done something to stop the shooter. Um, and, and then we hear the toll it's taken, 11 dead, 12 dead, uh, including the sheriff's deputy, sheriff's sergeant. And um, and you think of the, the dozen more who were injured, those who were jumping out windows and running out the, the back door or trampled. We, we talked to one girl who said when everyone hit the floor, there was just a pile of, of bodies just trying to seek shelter however they could. It's, it, this is an event that is going to live with a lot of people for a long time. And Jory, they did everything they could to try to get out or try to get to safety, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So some people uh, we talked to were by the front door and, and ran out immediately. Uh, others were on the dance floor at the time and were simply um, lying on the ground. It, it provides no shelter, but someone shouted, get down it. So everyone in the bar just kind of got to the floor. And only when the gunman reloaded, there was a break in the gunfire. Were they able to run out the back door, uh, smash windows with chairs? Uh, we spoke to a, a young man who still had blood on his shirt, who took a chair, threw it through a window so other people could escape and, and get out of there as fast as they could. 
I, I asked a couple of people whether, you know, we heard someone say panic and, and wanted to know what that scene was like once the gunfire rang out. They said there weren't many screams. It was, it was almost pretty quiet as they were going through this. And, um, but, but there definitely was a sense of panic knowing exactly what it was. Everyone knew right from the start what was, hap- what was happening, what, what the noise that they heard was. It was clearly gunfire and, um, and just did whatever they could to get out of there. And gunfire shot at random from what we're hearing from eyewitnesses mm-hmm. that it, it didn't appear that there was a specific target. Investigators say at this point they still don't know the motive. They still have not identified those 11 people who were killed inside. They don't have an age range, but uh, it's it's safe to presume that at least some of them were pretty were young. Relatively young. This was an 18-plus night. It was college night. And this was at the Borderline Bar. Tell us a little bit about the bar, this community. Where where all of this played out. I know it's about 40 minutes from L.A. Yeah, we're about 40 minutes west of Los Angeles in a town called Thousand Oaks. And this this bar is well known in uh, the, the college circuit. Uh, there's, a, there's a local college here in town, but also kids were coming from uh, further west into Ventura County and back east into L.A. County in the Valley, uh, the Santa Clarita area as well. Uh, this was um, a bar that was... This is, this is known by young people as, uh, on a Wednesday night, uh, a place to be. And uh, the first note we got from the sheriff's department was that there were hundreds of people inside when this happened. Uh, so this was a, a well-known bar that was um, packed with people having fun, not expecting just on a Wednesday night their, their life would be turned upside down as it, as it has been. And uh, we do know that uh, 11 attendees were shot and killed. The 12th was... Sheriff's Sergeant Ron Helis, a 29-year vet of the department who was planning to retire in the next year and who uh, ran into the building uh, upon arriving on scene and hearing gunfire inside, thinking that there was something that he could do and ran into danger and was immediately struck by uh, several bullets. Upon entering the door, there was a California Highway Patrolman who had entered with him and pulled his body out and he was taken mm. to the hospital. So he is the 12th victim of this shooting. And of course, uh, the shooter is dead. So 13 dead in all as of now. Yeah, Ventura County Sheriff Jeff Dean said that uh, Sergeant Helis died a hero because he went in to save lives and that he shared that uh, with the sergeant's wife. Uh, we know there are multiple agencies there at the scene, the FBI, ATF, as well as uh, local agencies. Uh, tell us about the scene there right now. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, some of the last few survivors that we saw were a pair of girls walking down the middle of the street in, in blankets. It's a cold night here. Uh, not as cold as on the East Coast, but it has dipped down into the 40s here, which on the West Coast is, is pretty chilly at night. And so you have a lot of people in T-shirts and shorts um, looking for jackets or cover, whatever they can get. Uh, and then, of course, just a, a mass of media uh, in the middle of the roadway, and uh, just family and friends hoping upon hope that at this point, hours after the fact, that they haven't heard from their loved ones, that uh, may- maybe it's just someone's in a hospital and unable to respond, or they've lost their phone and are somewhere sheltering. But um, for those who haven't heard from loved ones, they are running out of time, and you just sense the emotion from Sheriff Dean, uh, who was friends with sergeant helis they said they work out together uh, the sheriff's voice breaking up a couple times when when recounting 
what had happened and, and his relationship with his friend. And it's just a, it's just a, a tough night. And, and Thousand Oaks you know, joins a long list of, of cities around the United States that have a gone long, through this and are now experiencing that. Uh, indeed, a long list of cities just in the last week. You added to Tallahassee as well as Pittsburgh 12 days ago. That's it for this special report on ABC News. Continuing coverage on Good Morning America. This has been a special report from ABC News. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching.